There are other whispers, if you listen closely enough. The issue of clone rights is part of a much bigger picture. These insurgencies that have arisen, their numbers are growing. And the Emperor is afraid. If systems begin to revolt as they did with the Republic, that will threaten his new empire. It's rather convenient, wouldn't you say? How a catastrophic storm destroyed the cloning facilities on Kamino, making way for the Empire's new military. Buckethead's Mavar Chigar. Welcome to the 191st Clone Conspiring episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out our small independent Star Wars podcast. Welcome back. Welcome aboard. We're so glad you're here. Make sure to reach out to us on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How's everyone doing? Happy Bad Batch Wednesday. We are here with two new episodes of Star Wars The Bad Batch to dive into. And, you know, the usual format of this show is we break them down one at a time. Well, we're going to try and tackle two. <laughs> that, that's, that's a little out of my wheelhouse, but we're going to give it a go. Because there's a, it's, it's two episodes linked together very strongly. It makes sense. They aired today. Let's just get into it. Let's kind of talk about these ones. It's, it's a fun one. Uh, in a sense, like we sort of again, the Bad Batch has been a show that's done a lot of uh, gear shifting. In the sense that, like, we go from the outer rim, you know, in most of the episodes. Now we go to the hub of the Empire to sort of see the political ramifications of what's been going on in the rim, the the actions of Admiral Vice Admiral Rampart in particular, and and sort of the the political machinations, the political fallout of how season one ended with the destruction of Topaka City, the destruction of Kamino, and the cloning facilities. Um, it, the, 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 these episodes really kind of helped... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if like, fill in the blanks is the word I want to use necessarily, but it sort of expanded on sort of what I thought was happening uh, with the Empire, with the plan to replace the clones with, with conscripted forces. Um, I did not realize that, if, and apparently I should have, that in Star Wars, everything requires an act of the Senate. <laughs> it seemed like the Rampart's plan was in place to, to, to phase out the clones, to bring in conscripted troopers. Uh, it just was kind of going slowly, but apparently it's because he needs an act of the Senate. Uh, so when questions begin to arise, 
about what happened on Camino, uh, Rampart has to. Uh, uh, he has a cover story. He. <laughs> he has a cover story, and the clones who participated in that cover story, it doesn't sit well with many of them, and that's what kind of kicks off our adventures this week. Um, again, the first episode of the two is, is you know, the, the political machinations of the Senate are back in the forefront here, but you get, like, that sort of um, espionage spy thriller kind of vibe from this first episode, in particular, you know, the meetings in the dark alleys, the conspiracy, you know, the whole... Uh, uh, trying to expose a conspiracy element, and uh, you know, it's 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 got a lot of those those elements that we know from like, you know, Three Days of the Condor, or you know, even all the President's Men. A lot of that, a lot of that, the spy thriller, uh, political thriller stuff is in play in this in this first episode in particular. In the second episode, it shifts and gets a little bit more into like the Star Warsy stuff, uh, but it still stays like uh, uh, um, stealthy in a sense. It's not like the overt big action pieces like we've had in the, in the past couple episodes of Star Wars The Bad Batch. It's 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 more of a, let's try to be start, try to stay low-key. Because, <laughs> hey, we're the Bad Batch, and uh, we're in the middle of Coruscant. Let's, uh, let's maybe keep our profile a little bit lower than we normally have. So let's kind of talk about those episodes. Let's get into, the, into, into particulars right now. Let's give out the, let's give credit where credit is due. Season 2, Episode 7 of Star Wars The Bad Batch, The Clone Conspiracy. Original air date today. February 8th, 2023. Written by Ezra Notchman, directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. Our cast is D. Bradley Baker, Phil Lamar, Jennifer Hale returning as Senator Tucci. Stephen Stanton returns as Masameda. Nashir Dalal as Vice Admiral Rampart. Uh, uh, Sharon Duncan Brewster steps in as Senator Pamelo. Uh, uh, and our plot, a conspiracy begins to unravel. All right, so that's that's for part one. Here's the where credit where credit is due for episode two. <laughs> Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2 Episode 8 Truth and Consequences Original air date today February 8th 2023 Written by Damani Johnson Directed by Stuart Lee Our voice cast this week Again for this episode D. Bradley Baker Michelle Ang Phil Lamar Jennifer Hale Stephen Stanton Nostra Dalal Jamila McMillan And And Ian McDermott As Emperor Palpatine That's pretty cool stuff And our plot for this one Brought into a risky mission, the Batch must use stealth to survive. All right, so we're going to try and take these episodes in order in the in the conversation, uh, and we'll do our best. We're going to do our very, very best to make that, to, to show that they are separate. <laughs> but I want to make sure we got the credit where credit is due section out now because you know how I tend to go. I tend to go from one to the other very quickly. So there it is. All right. Let's get into the episode proper. You know what that means. It is time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. I spoke to a clone who claimed Rampart gave an order to attack the Kaminoan cities. Did he offer proof? He said he was assigned to the ship that opened fire. If we can convince him to testify. Where is the clone now? In hiding. My guards are out searching. Be careful, Ryo. You may not be the only one looking for him. Oh, she's definitely not, as Rampart has his own shadowy assassin uh, hunting the streets of Coruscant, the dark alleyways of Coruscant, for the clone who's willing to talk. And that's kind of how this episode opens, right? We end up in a clone bar on Coruscant, deep in the, the lower levels, uh, where two clones who participated in the uh, orbital bombardment of Topaka City, of Kamino, uh, one of them is, is, is trying to bare his soul, if you will, 
clean, cleanse his conscience. Uh, because he's trying to convince his buddies, like, hey, we did a bad thing, and I'm gonna, we're going to put this out there. This, the Camino was our home, and we destroyed it uh, uh, under the orders of Vice Admiral Rampart. And what they're finding out is it's illegal orders because Rampart had no authority to, to destroy that facility, at least not as far as the eyes of the Senate go. And that's sort of like where we have to sort of realize this is Star Wars, all right? <laughs> if the Empire, the military aspect of the Empire seems to want to function on its own and do its own thing, but there's still the Senate there. You know, that's one of the big things. It's sort of a, a low-key moment in Episode Four when Tarkin arrives on the Death Star and says, you know, that the Emperor's disbanded the Senate finally. Uh, and it's, it's, I'd like to see where we get to that point where he can disband the Senate and it not cause... Uh, the upheaval that you would imagine it would. So, in you know, the, these intervening times, this dark time when the, when the empire is asserting its its beginning its its tyranny, asserting its authority over over the people, it still has like this this guise of of being a political body, of being a um, representative body for the galaxy, for the people of the galaxy, uh, and 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 Rampart sort of running into that because now he has to kind of cover his tracks. He has to eliminate people who are talking. He, you know, they, they reference how clones who are, are having a, a, a attacks of conscience are being reassigned, uh, disappearing, or just being outright killed. And and so we, we see sort of like the machinations, like the again the military and the Senate, two different two, two different bodies of the Empire. Uh, and and I, I think a lot of us sort of see the the Senate as like a sort of a charade. We all know that. That Palpatine's pulling the strings. Palpatine will get what Palpatine wants, uh, but the ways in which he goes about this, we we've seen similar machinations uh, like this when Palpatine was still just, you know, Chancellor Palpatine at the, at the time of the Clone Wars. You know, we've seen episodes like this where conspiracies would come out, and it was actually what he wanted. It was what he wanted to have happen, even though it looked like it'd be something that that could expose him or expose the separatists as as being propped up by these other factions you know uh, um it's it's not a new thing but it's new in the context of like oh this is still going on even after palpatine has has seemingly solidified his his grasp around the galaxy like he's still playing these games with the senate he's still playing these games um with the senators in, in particular uh it, it's it's a very interesting way to look at things and and again i was sort of surprised that the that Rampart had, hadn't been able to roll out his, his new conscripted forces. You know, we see the new helmet every now and then, but apparently it's just been a very slow rollout because you need that senatorial authority to do such, to do so. And then, again, we're getting misappropriation to fun talk. That's mostly in the next episode. But the political Star Wars stuff is here again, and uh, it, it's really enjoyable. Like I said, it, it has a real three days of the Condor kind of thing going on in, in it, all the President's Men kind of thing going on in it. And it makes for a really strong episode. Uh, we also have, again, I mentioned him a moment ago, the shadowy assassin takes out the first clone who wants to talk, Cade, eliminates him, and that puts Slip, the one he was talking to, in the, in the position of now he has to uh, sort of bear this burden on his shoulders uh, uh, as his friend was killed for, for, for wanting to, to have the truth be out there. And now it's on Slip to be the one to deliver the truth. And... He has to try and establish himself with Senator Tucci, right? Senator Tucci is the one who has been in the Senate in this early part of the episode and is advocating for clone rights, something that we are very big believers of here on the Man Division podcast. Rights for clones, representation for the clones in the Senate. 
And we all know it's not going to happen. It's never going to come to be. Uh, the clones will continue to be screwed over and, and treated as as the tools that many view them to be. Uh, and um, but it's nice to see uh, Senator Tucci returning to this to the show. Uh, uh, you know, we meet her as a junior senator back in the Clone Wars and see kind of how she's uh, survived the tumultuousness of the Clone Wars uh, and now this time of the Empire, and kind of see how she's grown and she's made the clone rights an issue of hers as, as she kind of wants to become the advocate for the clones in the Senate since they don't have one for themselves right now. And so she's trying to rally the clones to, to tell her what they need so that she can go to Rampart and, and get them, you know, retirement packages and, and severance pay. And, and I would assume some kind of comprehensive health care would be nice for a, for a clone, especially one who's going through advanced aging um, <laughs> or accelerated aging, excuse me. Uh, so it's, it's a fun way to reconnect with that senator as well. And again, Senator Tucci's not one we've seen a lot of uh, in live action thus far, so we owe another character who we sort of wonder what their fate is. Um, will Senator Tucci uh, end up dying for this cause at some point? Uh, it, it's, it's interesting to think about it, because now that she's back in the mix, I'd like to think that this is not the last time we will be catching up with Senator Tucci, uh, the, the Pantoran senator, uh, in case I didn't mention before, she's Pantoran. Uh, so that's what sort of draws Tucci into this, right? She's She goes to this clone bar, to, to, to talk to clones and see what they need. You know, they're getting phased out. They may not want to get phased out, but they're getting phased out. And so she begins to to kind of gather some some favor, gather some support from these clones um, so that they have a voice and they have a say in their retirements and in their lives moving forward. And that's when Slip reaches out to, to, to Tucci and, and begins to tell her about what happened on Camino about how Vice Admiral Rampart is, is covering up his tracks. And there was no great storm that wiped out all the cities of Kamino. And again, and it, they sort of talk about it. They don't talk about it because it's Star Wars. But, uh, and again, it wasn't really highlighted strongly at the end of the first season. But when Rampart begins that attack, you know, we we see it on, on Topaka City, but apparently it is planet-wide. And it's not just on the cities. It's on the people of Kamino. So they, they are essentially committing a genocide. Now, now the Kaminoans are scattered, the few that remain, scattered across the galaxy, as we come to find out in the second episode. So uh, some really horrific acts being committed by Vice Admiral Rampart here, and, and you know why he's kind of covered cover his tracks and has to lie about these things now. Because, again, the military authorized these things, Tarkin authorized these things, but they're doing it independently of the Senate, right? So now you have to go back to the Senate because the Senate controls the money. And... That's an important element we've got to remember here is that the Senate controls the funds to the military. And, and so Rampart now has to back up his lies, right? He has to be able to corroborate everything and give reasons why it's important for the clones to be replaced with, with a new military at this time. So all of these things are coming together. And again, we're starting to get the conspiracy. There's no Bad Batch in this episode. No Hunter, no Omega, no Echo, no Tech, no Wrecker. Completely out of this episode. So we get the Senator trying to track down Slip to get him to testify in, in the Senate. Vice Admiral Rampart and his assassin trying to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, and then, you know, a nice action piece as uh, Rampart's assassin, a, a proficient sniper, with a very uh, Mass Effect N7 look about him. <laughs> it makes his way across the course with his sniper rifle in hand. Uh, uh, and, and, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't shake the, the, the feeling that, like, that that 
that look that the sniper had. And, and again, I wasn't sure if this was a private military person of Rampart's person, if this was a bounty hunter Rampart had hired. But their look, again, very much reminded me of, of Mass Effect. And I don't know if it was a subtle nod to that franchise and that series, but if it was, it was very well executed. Uh, but what eventually happens is Captain Rex will step up and, and save Senator Tucci because Slip had reached out to Rex because he needed help. He needed uh, a safe haven. So he reached out to Rex. So Rex is on course. Now we find out that Rex is holed up in, in the garage of the sisters that we met in Season 7 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. They are off-world right now doing, doing their thing. Uh, so Rex is in their garage. He swoops in, saves Senator Tucci after her bodyguards have been assassinated. And um, what we find out after he stunned the assassin and taken them back, taking him back to the garage, when they open the helmet and we find the face of another clone. And this is a very interesting element of things too, because this clone has no markings, has no no bearings, nothing nothing identifiable to him. And this is an element of the episode that. I really thought it was going to be expanded upon in the second part, and it wasn't. It was it was sort of completely left. Uh, I was left with a lot of questions about this character who went unnamed. Again, just has a very unique look. Is working directly for Rampart to eliminate loose ends, essentially. Uh, which, you know, it's sort of interesting. You, would, you might, have, might have thought Crosshair would have been a, an ideal candidate for this position, but apparently not. Uh, we have a more of a disposable character that sort of hinted at bigger things that don't come to fruition. I, I, I had so many questions. I was wondering if Rampart was uh, uh, you know, some sort of like, like doing some sort of programming on clones to make them into his like personal assassins, his personal hit squad, something along those lines. I had wondered if he had his own little uh, secret militia of squads being, I'm sorry, of clones being developed to combat uh, like the Bad Batch. I, I, I had so many questions and I got zero answers to it. Because basically, this this clone uh, just identifies himself as a true believer in the cause. Oh, I'm assuming that means the Empire, and then takes the Star Wars equivalent of the cyanide capsule and eliminates himself, uh, which is again a very very uh, uh, neat scene, very dramatic scene. And I think it took uh, uh, Rex by surprise when he does it. But we're sort of left hanging in the lurch here, like not knowing what this clone's deal is, or if he's just some hardcore, hardline imperial believer uh, and, and Rampart removed him from the system so that he, he could operate extraneously uh, doing his bidding without having other duties to conflict with. Uh, so a lot of questions on that front. And <laughs> I wish they had explained that more. I really, really do. And it's at that point that the episode essentially ends uh, in a very dramatic fashion with a very another very uh, a dramatic uh, score by Kevin Kiner, who I think's just been knocking out of the park this season uh, with picking very tonally appropriate scores for every single episode of The Bad Batch thus far. Uh, you know, watching that credit sequence, I just let it roll because I was enjoying the score. That was awesome. Uh, and that gets us into our second episode. What do you need, Rex? I'll explain everything when you get to Coruscant. Coruscant? That's a big ask, Captain. Why? What's on Coruscant? It is the galactic capital, and thus, the heart of the Empire. But the Empire thinks we're dead. They won't be looking for us. I'd like to keep it that way. It's a covert mission. A simple data extraction, but a crucial one. 
I'll send over a flight plan to bypass Imperial security and coordinates to a safe landing zone. We're on our way. So we've called in the Bad Batch. It's time to go to Coruscant. Rex is going to put them to work retrieving that backup data that Slip had saved and, and the backup memory on Vice Apple Rampart's ship. And it's time to recover that information. And they're going to use it to expose what's going on in the Senate. And it's a great plan, right? We're all like, yeah, that sounds like a cool plan. But what's, we know there's going to be some sort of monkey wrench, right? Like, what's going to be the monkey wrench? We'll get to the monkey wrench. But this is a good episode. It's it's Both episodes are really great. It's a great two-parter. I didn't put a number of buckets on the first one just yet. It's But the, this second one is stellar, stellar stuff. And I don't I, I sort of hesitate uh, for my talking points because I don't have a ton of them because it's just a fun one to go along with the ride. We, you know, the, the batch is recruited. They come to Coruscant. Rex shows them the dead assassin clone that, you know, has no markings, no identification. Uh, again, I sort of thought there'd be more to it than that, but they just sort of use that as a, as a stepping stone, as a launching point for the rest of the episode to show that there's there's a conspiracy afoot here. So the Batch needs to retrieve this information so they can bring it to light, so they can show the Senate what uh, what Rampart's been up to, what he's done on Camino, And it, it sort of fosters, again, this, this belief that uh, the Senators are going to be able to actually do something, <laughs> that they actually have some sort of power in this new empire of Palpatines. Uh, and what we are cruelly reminded of at the very end of this episode is that they do not. Even when you think you're doing the right thing, the wrong thing is going to end up happening. Like the, the, the result you don't want is still going to occur, but in a very different way than what you had initially envisioned. Uh, because it's Palpatine's will, it's Palpatine's empire, and it's Palpatine's galaxy at this point, and there's no one to stop him. Again, for every virtuous senator that's out there, there's 10 aligned against them in Palpatine's pockets that, that Palpatine controls directly or through Masameda, his intermediary in the Senate. Uh, and then that's sort of like the reminder of this episode. So the batch is on the case. They're going to infiltrate Rampart's ship and get the data. Meanwhile, Omega's going to hang out with Senator Tucci and sort of get a lesson in galactic politics and how these things are supposed to work. And, you know, Senator Tucci's not quite disillusioned by the Empire just yet. Still, like many of the others, believes that she can be effective and that she has a role to play in the galaxy moving forward. So she's trying to teach these things to Omega and, and show Omega how it's supposed to be. Uh, that when you do the right thing, good things come from that. And, and um, it's, it's by the end, it's sort of a very uh, disaffected lesson as... Again, the wrong things happen. But we get a great set piece here. The, the Batch being stealthier than normal, uh, trying to infiltrate Rampart's ship, get into the computer system to get that information that they need to provide Senator Tucci the evidence. Because she's going to call Rampart out in the Senate here. Rampart's moving forward. He's trying to get that funding for his uh, 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 conscripted military act. Uh, now Tucci also has the former Kaminoan senator, uh, uh, who will accuse <laughs> Rampart of, of fund, misappropriating funds that were directed for the clones and, to, and putting that and using that for his own nefarious purposes. There's a lot of, again, the political machinations in this episode are strong. They're big. They're really enjoyable things. All elements that uh, are very uh, intrinsic to the prequel era Star Wars storylines, you know, like seeing how the, the galactic politics of that time period worked. And now we're seeing them in the time of the Empire, which is very, very different than what we saw in 
the Clone Wars, you know, where it was sort of like more subtle uh, outmaneuvering, outflanking by Palpatine and his minions to kind of get what he wanted. This time around, when when the accusations aren't enough and Tucci needs the evidence and the batch delivers and Omega delivers it to Bail Organa, who delivers it to Senator Tucci on the Senate floor to show the or, the orbital bombardment of Topaka City. Uh, and it, it draws the outrage, the ire of the Senate. Uh, uh, there's no outmaneuvering here, right? Except like the ultimate trump card is played by Palpatine himself as he rises from the so floor of the Senate. Uh, in the previous episode, they mentioned how Palpatine had been been absent from many senatorial uh, issues of late. That 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 Masameda was his eyes and ears in the Senate, and Palpatine doesn't even grace the the building with his presence any longer. Not today, my friends. Not today. As that recording is, is being played, Palpatine rises from the floor. And we understand, as the Batch will soon understand at the end, that this is exactly what he wanted. Because Palpatine takes this atrocity and twists it to his own nefarious purposes, as, he, as I will play for you right now. I am deeply troubled by this recent revelation. My gratitude to Senator Chucci for exposing a rogue element within our ranks. Many lives have been lost, but I assure you, Admiral Rampart will face the consequences for his treachery. However, he did not act alone. The fact that the clones under his command so blindly followed orders, inflicting such carnage without hesitation, gives me pause. Perhaps it is time for a change. Now, more than ever, building a strong galaxy requires protection and security. Due to the nefarious actions of Admiral Rampart and the immediacy of the bill on the floor today, it is my opinion that this legislation is our future. With this momentous act, we shall usher in a new era, heralded by the Imperial Stormtrooper. Does it get more dramatic than that score? My God, Kevin Kiner, you're knocking it out of the park, my friend. Killing it. And, of course, that is the return of Ian McDermott as Emperor Palpatine, bringing the gravitas like it has never been brought before. Uh, I really like that since, uh, since the passing of the previous voice of uh, Palpatine, that, that Ian McDermott says... Uh, uh, humbly returned to 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 the plate and has been delivering the goods here, and he brings the thunder with that piece of dialogue right there. Uh, love it, love it, love it. So yes, all this happens, and it, Palpatine still gets what he wants, which is the creation of the Imperial Stormtrooper. The moment we all knew was coming. It was just a matter of time, and now we've witnessed it on the floor of the Senate, <laughs> and it's the exact opposite of what Tucci and Bail Organa. And, and Senator Pomlo and, and everybody else who is on the side of 
good <laughs> on the side of freedom and liberty and justice in the galaxy wanted. Uh, but it's exactly what Palpatine wanted to have happen. Maybe not the way he initially intended it to happen, but it's the way it came to be. And he used their good deeds against them. He threw it right in their faces. He's like, oh yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna reveal this? Well, guess what? I'm going to show this other element. Like, these clones, they just listen to anybody. They just, they'll kill anybody you tell them to. They, they, you can't trust the clone. So now, the, the fate of the clones is even more uh, 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 up in the air because, because will they all be ushered out at once? I, we, you know, what we thought initially was going to be like a, a gradual phasing out of the clones. Uh, it, it seems like it may be much more dramatic, much more abrupt than that right now, and there may be a lot of displaced clones in the very near future of this series. Though I don't know for sure how that's going to work. I'm very curious how that's going to play out, because you would think if you just kick all these clones out on their keisters right now, you'd have a lot of very angry, um, militant people in the galaxy. Uh, and if you're talking about the insurgencies in the mid and outer rims, uh, these troopers might go and join those insurgencies right away. Now, who, who's to say? Who's to say? We're, we're going to see. Like they're, they're doing a really nice job of kind of playing these things out. And, and um, any, any assertions that I have about the fate of any group of people in Star Wars at this point of the show, they, they've done a nice job of, be, of, 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 of uh, surprising me with going in slightly different directions, you know? Like, we know we're, I, I know the endpoint. We all, the audience, we all know the endpoints, but we're getting there in different fashions than I would have expected, and I like that. I like that they're keeping us on our toes as, as, as viewers, as an audience. Um, but what a great way to, to, to kind of bring the thunder down on this episode is to have, just to, to have Palpatine show up and just be like, yeah, in your faces, <laughs> in your faces. I get what I want. You guys still think you did the right thing and you won, but I still got what I wanted in the face. In the face. Uh, this all upsets Omega as Omega, again, young and naive, believes in doing the right thing and having the you know good consequences when you do the right thing. You know, uh, And that's just not how this galaxy works, and that's the lesson she's beginning to learn here. What we also find out, uh, because this episode does a fair amount of time of talking about Echo, and Echo actually talking about uh, his... His past, uh, his time, you know, with a prisoner of the Separatists hooked up to their machines being used against his brothers uh, uh, to analyze security, uh, to analyze strategy and tactics. And so he, you know, being used uh, as, as a pawn of the Separatists. Uh, um, they talk about that, and, and we, we know that Echo has been the one who wants to kind of get back in the fight. He wants to be doing more to help not just clones, but the people of the galaxy because he sees the, the, the Empire for what it is. Um, so Echo makes the decision and again I don't know if this was talked about more in the episode and I just missed it <laughs> like I feel like I blacked out or something like that because all of a sudden everyone in the batch is saying bye to him uh, and Omega's like what's going on and that's what I was like I was like what's going on uh, but no uh, Echo will be staying with Rex to help at least initially to help clones get out of the Empire and make their way to the Outer Rim where they are uh, safe you know going to help them safely desert the Empire um you know, Rex talked about it in the episode too that it was going slow, uh, that he was having. You know, there was there they were spread thin. There wasn't a lot of people helping him, so Echo's gonna lend a hand. Uh, Echo says he'll be back at a certain point. I would imagine that'd be right around some vital vital uh, episodes for season two. <laughs> Echo will return to help the batch out. You know, uh, um, but it's it's again. Mike, we just talked about this is a vital thing now. You know, the the safety of the clones, the clones' future, uh, are now 
highly debatable. You know, we started this, this two-parter with with Senator Tucci trying to advocate for clone rights. Uh, now clones are going to be the basic persona non grata in the galaxy. Uh, I would imagine that Palpatine is going to have the people turning on them very, very quickly here as like these unwanted, uh, just military. Uh, um, what's the word I want to use here? Just sort of, uh, um, I don't know, just, just militant guys, like not trustworthy, not able to function in society. Like that's the, the, I think that is the picture that Palpatine will be painting of the clones in society moving forward. They're going to be ostracized. They're not going to be welcomed into communities around the galaxy as, as heroes. Thank you for your service and all that stuff. No, no, no. They've now been painted as, as blind automatons uh, who, who just follow orders and, and commit genocides. Uh, so that's a bad look. <laughs> but Palpatine gets what he wants, and a, a harsh lesson is learned. This is a really solid two-part arc. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. I give the first episode eight and a half buckets, and I give the second one nine and a half buckets. It's a great episode. These are two really, really solid episodes of The Bad Batch. I wish they had followed up more with what was going on with that assassin with no ID. Um, you know, Maybe that is something we pick up later. I'm curious about the fates of Rampart. Will Will Palpatine sort of use him as, as like a poster boy for, for bad things, or will he secretly exonerate him and put him back in the field? Let's find out what happens here. I'm, I'm very curious the future of Vice Admiral Rampart, what's going to happen with him moving forward. But the state of the clones, I think, is about to change in the galaxy, and we're gonna. I think we're going to see that moving forward here. The clones are now going to be uh, not welcomed uh, in a lot of places around the galaxy. So it, it's going to be interesting to see the fallout from this week's episode as we shift now officially from the the the, the, the Grand Army of the Republic clone troopers to the Imperial Stormtrooper. It's, it's official. It has begun. And I think we'll begin seeing the ramifications of that starting next week. And I cannot wait. I'm very, very excited. These are two great episodes that really uh, show us a big turning point in the dark times, uh, in, in the rise of the Empire here. So great, great stuff. All right. Thank you guys for being with me. I appreciate you all so, so much. I My name is Tom, Nargai Tom. Thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. Make sure you're following us on the social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If you'd like to support the show in a great way, five-star reviews or any reviews of any kind on whatever platform you listen to are so insanely helpful. They really, really help us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle. Uh, if you've not had a chance yet, please go back and listen to the Star Wars Podcast Day episode that we released yesterday. That one was a lot of fun, and we talk about a very different kind of empire than the one we're seeing now on Star Wars The Bad Batch. So check that one out. It was fun to record, fun to talk about, and I'll be posting some pictures from that specific episode up on the gram uh, here in the next 24 to 48 hours, so you'll have some visual references as well, all right? Let's get out of here. We'll be back next week for another exciting installment of Star Wars Star Wars. I'm not Star Wars. We'll be back for another exciting installment, another exciting installment of Mandavision Podcast, where we'll be talking about Star Wars: The Bad Batch. The next episode. Oh, and by the way, the countdown to season three of The Mandalorian is in full effect. It'll be here in less than a month. Get ready, bucketheads! All right, Buckethead Nation, let's get out of here. You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.